Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, we're on the victory road to Bound for Glory with Impact Wrestling. Yes. Some shocking twists and turns today or last night on Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about including some devastating FaceTime conversations oh that were goodness. hacked. Oh hacked, I tell you, by Sammy Callahan. Wow. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. Of course, of course, on Impact, whenever there's a, there's a speedball Mike Bailey match, it steals a show. But, man, oh, he had some special talent last night with Mascara Dorada. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about all that stuff, man. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um, there's some interesting merger news that we're going to talk about that could affect the way we're watching wrestling or you know this is is probably non-news but you never know it could be actual news we're going to talk about it uh talk about some potential wwe returns triple h is bringing back bringing back the band when i say the band i mean is everybody that they released not 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 kevin nash and scott hall's faction and, and impact Right, not that. No, not nor band, no. Uh, yeah, nor the insiders, DDP and Kevin Nash's faction in WCW. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. But of course, of course, Larson, whether you call it Scrumgate, Brawl Out, whatever you want to call it, Muffin Mania, whatever you want to call it, backstage drama. I haven't heard Muffin Mania. You just make that I one just up. made that up, baby. Gotcha. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, let's get into, there's all, it seems like now that, that, that Brawl Out, Muffin Mania, Scrum Gate has happened. Now, like, everybody's just throwing r- rumors out for uh, for the press to kind of so, report I'm, on. Yeah, what? I'm glad you're prefacing that with this because clearly there are, what do we always say? Agendas. When agendas. There yes. are clearly agendas at yes. play with all this reporting you going on right. now right. and and there's battle lines being drawn yes. larson what's up first what we so got up first? first here we got uh this is from uh voices of wrestling their podcast and on this podcast it was mentioned that cm punk uh would often watch every match on the show that he was booked on and then offer advice 
oh, wow. to those who competed. I mean, this isn't awesome. new. That's one of the things he harped on during his media scrum is advice. Mm-hmm. FTR mm-hmm. has talked about Punk offering advice to anybody mm-hmm. who'd be willing to listen. On the flip side of Punk watching everything and, and yeah. offering advice, apparently, uh-huh. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, yeah. their executive vice president uh, 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 of AEW, again, this is according to, to the report here from Voices of Wrestling, would often leave tapings early. Now, this oh, would seem hell. this oh, would hell. seem to be a situation where somebody has gotten this information out to counter any yeah. sort of claims. Oh wow! That Punk may have had some uh, attitude or was difficult backstage. Oh my goodness, great! Those I thought that the EVPs were the good guys. Now they're the bad guys because they're leaving early, and Punk is the oh, good guy. Just wait, Steve. There's more. Oh no. So this is a, this is something I'd heard about earlier this week, but Melser talked about in the in the newsletter. Um, so there's a talent meeting. I think it was on August 25th. It's before All Out, where uh, uh, the Young Bucks spoke, Tony Khan spoke, uh, Jericho I think did too, and then Kenny Omega. Um, and apparently, uh, uh, Melser has some news on something Kenny said that may have rubbed some people the wrong way. So uh, this is from the newsletter, quote, also surfacing was a story that the company meeting called several weeks back, part of the speech by Omega that was described as a pep talk and tough love, but that some were irked by a line. He said that eight out of 10 of the people there he wouldn't have hired. Damn. He absolutely said the line. One version is that it was very clear when he said it, he was being comedic, that he was looking at Will Ospreay when he said it. ha, ha. Then said that he was just messing with Osprey. Many laughed about it. Others took it as serious, and they, and there were those upset about it. Several told told us it was something totally misinterpreted, uh, taken out of context, but others didn't like it. He also did say that the overall energy in locker room at the start of the company was more positive, perhaps, than trying to recreate that time and place with the current roster. You know, oh, man, that Kenny Omega. <laughs> what a big jerk. Leaving. And punk staying altruistic. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, clearly people have their stuff. I mean, here's the thing about the, the the line here from Kenny Omega. If a bunch thought that it was comedic and he said in a comedic manner and he was looking at Will Ospreay, who clearly they're anxious to, to continue this feud and then give us all an eight-star match. Um, I can understand if there are f- frustrations in the locker room about getting TV time or their mm-hmm. creative use. That maybe it wasn't the most appropriate place to joke. It wasn't. I mean, maybe the 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 idea wasn't like they were. They can understand it was a joke, but yeah, maybe it was a sensitive subject and not one to necessarily right. joke about. Right. And again, we're just speculating based yes. on what Meltzer's given us here, but he does seem to be giving us several sides to the same thing that, according to him, clearly happened, and he heard have several people say that. But, I, you know, I can understand maybe a, you know, right time, right place type of situation. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there, you know, you get maybe a two minute squash match on dark twice a month. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, you just sit around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Like if you guys, you guys, I, I always recommend people following uh, Cesar Bononi's Instagram. He's a wildly hilarious guy uh, who oftentimes takes self-deprecating shots at himself for not getting more, you know, shine on AEW programming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but his his Instagram is is actually fairly entertaining, and he seems like he just seems like a really good guy. But I could see how a guy like maybe like him, mm-hmm. who might take it in good humor, but also be like, hey, you know, like okay, you guys are the featured attraction, we all know that, but we're all here to discuss stuff that you guys want us to be here to discuss, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, so I could see that, but I don't know, man. I mean, look, uh, the idea that somebody's out there feeding voices of wrestling info that, oh yeah, punk would do this. And maybe that's all true, but it's like clearly that if they're, if they're getting it out there through that lens of punk would do this and the EVPs would do this. Okay. Well, they're just trying to, you know, smooth that narrative into a different form than it currently is. And, and there's lots of twists and turns. Uh, you know, this is the kind of situation, dude, where it's it's fun to sort of sit back and watch the drama unfold because drama, you know, it it it, it could be fun sometimes. But at the end of the day, like you know, once this investigation is done with, then we'll 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 get the actual ramifications of what's going on. But like I was telling you this before uh, the cameras are rolling, Wade Keller had mentioned something about Stokely Hathaway getting some heat backstage mm-hmm. because people weren't happy that his promo seemed to be getting himself over as opposed to the wrestlers that he's promoting. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not dogging Wade Keller at all. He's fantastic. He's a legend. He's been doing this forever. He's been doing it for a very long time, yeah. But it's like he's also, I think, the guy who was saying, oh, yeah, Keith Lee, Bray Wyatt, difficult to work with. Well, if, it's, if, if that's what Vince McMahon is considering them, when he's sitting there talking shit to Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt wants some creative direction, God forbid. I know. Everybody has their agenda. And, yeah, I mean, it's great that Voices of Wrestling and Wade Keller and all them, they have their people, and they're using that platform that they have to 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 discuss this stuff. But, you know, it's, it's all shades of gray, man. Exactly. You know? And it's easy to get one little tidbit of information and then make a judgment based on that. Um but, you know, this is one of those situations. We'll get various perspectives. Um, uh, and everybody's got their own points of view about, you know, whether it be brawl out, scrum gate, uh, mm-hmm. whether whether uh, Kenny was in the right for making a, a, a maybe an ill-timed joke during this meeting. Yeah, yeah but right. the odds of us actually ever getting the full accurate picture of what happened, it's pretty oh, it's impossible. <laughs> it's pretty damn minimal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, you know, to 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 pick and choose little bits of information to say, well, this is what happened and this is what happened. I don't yeah. know. This, it's 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 far more complex than that. And and I don't expect like I don't expect you know wrestlers who have. I mean, that's why I I, I you know we always we always push fightful because Sean seems to know. Oh yeah, Sean's a ton best. of yeah. people. Yeah, and oh, dude, like it's seemingly everybody else. So many other outlets. And I'm not naming names beyond like what we've already talked about, but it's like they get like one piece of the story and then another outlet gets another piece of the story. Fightful always has seeming like a well-rounded take on things yeah, because he yeah. seems to know everybody. Yeah. Um. And uh. And so, so yeah, I don't know. It's just you have to sort of sit back and take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, yeah. And, and while it might be easy to make judgments on a situation or people's character, in this scenario at least, based on one thing, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, dude, I, I don't know if you and I, I, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm grateful that you and I are awful networkers. Yeah, and we know nobody. Yeah, we don't know anybody. We <laughs> have no I would, sources because I wouldn't. I'd hate to be in that position. Where like, I can exclusively tell you that somebody saw CM Punk throw some trash on the ground. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, the no. irony of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> backstage heat. 
It's like, oh, I, I wouldn't want my, our business. Our business model is based on you and I just acting like a couple of clowns talking about wrestling. Stuff. Exactly. It's not based on breaking news because <laughs> I don't exactly. I don't believe that's in our wheelhouse. Right. No, I don't think we'd be good at it, even if we did know hella people backstage. Yeah, I don't but think luckily so. Luckily, we know nobody. We know nobody. <laughs> nobody. Not a single individual. Yes. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's talk about this. Somebody I'd love to know, Bray Wyatt, very creative guy. Might be coming back to the WWE. Dave Meltzer says this in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Regarding talk of Wyatt returning, there were definitely talks in that direction. At one point, the talk stalled, but it was said it was not a dead issue. Talks with him outside WWE had also stalled in the past, as his asking price was well above what other companies were willing to pay. When he was last in WWE, the belief was that behind Reigns and Lesnar, that the tier of he, Orton, and Rousey were the highest paid pro wrestlers in the world. Meltzer also mentioned in Wrestling Observer Newsletter there could be more surprise returns in the near future, stating, quote, We were told that Paul Levesque has some surprises coming who are not people being talked about. Larson, let's talk about those people. Who could Cody this Larkin. possibly be? I saw Danny that, Birch. that, that uh, uh, Biff on Twitter mm -hmm. posted the new NXT logo. Oh, ooh! So yeah. He's coming back to. Oh, Triple H loved that guy. He yeah. was aw he he makes everybody look great. I still remember his he match against uh, Roderick Strong at the house show. We saw some of the loudest, yeah, right. loudest chops. Yeah, yeah, loudest chops I've ever heard. I was trying to get a read on Zack Saber Junior's. This isn't a return. This is completely away from the subject. But on his uh, contract situation with uh, New Japan, because uh -huh. I want to see him go somewhere and do something cool. I want to see him in WWE. How cool would that be? That'd be great. Uh, he signed like a long term deal, I think, back in like 2018, I think it was. Oh, all right. Which, if it's five years, could be coming up mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. I don't know, two years or whatever. But uh, no, one year. One year, yeah. Perhaps, Next year. maybe. Yeah. You know, which is around the corner. Um, but I don't know. In terms of returns, I don't know why I went on that tangent. Just thinking of cool people in WWE, people that we haven't thought about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Danny Birch. Yeah, it seems like most of the names that I could think up uh, would be going back to NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they want Fashion police. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be down for a Tyler Breeze. And it'd be pretty cool, like, if, hey, let's bring uh, Trent Seven back and have him on NXT. <sighs> oh, my gosh. You know? Oh, wow. That'd be that'd be terrific. Yeah. That'd but then again, I, you know, we, we don't know if he wants to move to the States, any of that kind of stuff, so. 
I'll move to the States for £1,000 sterling. That doesn't what, seem a like flat, a lot, Trent said. Flat payment, or is that Just your one weekly payment? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, all the Iconics. Well, one of them's uh, super pregnant right now, I mm -hmm. think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yes. Jess, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Billy Kay. One that isn't Billy Kay, yeah. Oh, man, she's great. She is outstanding. She is awesome. Yeah, bring her back. Uh, so that yeah, Bray Wyatt. What would you do, What would you do with Bray bringing him back, dude? Um, I mean, it, even based on what Triple H said during the the Ariel Hawani interview, it's like he's just a whirlwind of creative ideas, and it seems like you kind of need to focus that mm -hmm, creative yeah, energy. Right. Um, and maybe uh, Vince was a little too restrictive in terms of how he tried to focus it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if if there could be some understanding where all right, Wyndham. Yeah, you get this little corner of creative. You don't yeah. get full control of it. You got to pass yeah. everything by me. But mm -hmm. beyond that, you know, let your let your creative energies uh, run to their fullest and see what happens. And maybe there's a collaboration there that we can do. Yes, Bray Island, exactly. Um, that that a collaborative process that could uh, that could develop there that could be for the benefit of everybody. Um, and then see if he could, if they can find a way, cause that the, the one thing that always kind of bugged me about Bray and WWE is, and I said this before is the disconnect between the tropes and format of WWE's approach to professional wrestling and the stories he wanted to tell, like having a lot of these stories play out in a wrestling ring seemed very mundane compared to the ideas and concepts that he was using in his stories. Now, if they could find a way to bridge that. Mm -hmm. So it feels more seamless. Yeah. Then you're on to something. Then you're on to yeah. something maybe a little different. I'm going to start a wrestling school, man. I'm going to wear a singlet from now on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. At the same time, like, you know, he did a lot of cool stuff. I thought I, I liked his it went at the end of the day to, to, to borrow a phrase from Triple H mm -hmm. or wrestling in general. I like the actual Bray Wyatt stuff as opposed to the Fiend stuff because I think it it was most glaring what you're talking about with the Fiend stuff, which yeah. clearly was a horror movie villain. And when you had the ultimate horror movie scenario, Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins, the fans shit all over what was a logical horror movie conclusion. Mm -hmm. um, how, but a dude just leading a faction of weirdos, I thought sort of fits in more with pro wrestling. Yeah. It's just they were still never able really because of Vince McMahon to nail it down. Now, once they did and it, the most cinematic thing they did that uh, the 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 Cena match at WrestleMania yeah. during pandemic, the yeah. what was it called? The, Firefly Funhouse. Man. Thank you. Yeah. Like that really took advantage of what Bray Wyatt does best and mm -hmm. Cena was completely invested in it, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if, if they could, if they could, you know, just say, Hey, you know, Wyndham, uh, you get, uh, uh $2 million per episode to, uh, produce 20 minutes of raw, <laughs> just do whatever you want to do. You get like 20 minute short film starring Shelton Benjamin and fucking, yeah. you know, like the main event players. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him, but I, I'd love to see Triple H. You know, he talked about the challenge of working with Bray Wyatt and focusing, mm -hmm. I think, talking probably about a lot what you're talking about. How do you channel all that amazing creative energy into pro wrestling uh, in a way that fits? And I'd love to see them take that on. I think it'd, yeah. be, it'd be wildly interesting 
if maybe you know it'd be fucking weird at some points but you know if they could find a a, a, a happy medium between how they approach things in ring with the white family along with because i really like the firefly funhouse stuff i thought that was really it was really creative it was something yeah. different oh yeah absolutely. um i mean like the fiend aspect of it i thought was was always kind of the weakest part of it mm-hmm. um, yeah sure if they could though kind of take firefly funhouse kind of match that up with the Wyatt family approach to the wrestling part. There's something there you could do. Yeah. Yeah. That would feel yeah. more seamless and not necessarily as kind of tied to the idea. Well, he's a horror movie villain. So there's these conventions that we have to then yeah. um, use. Yeah. Kind of shoehorn into the in-ring presentation. It, it's, it's wild though. I always, I always, I know a lot of people would shit on it too, but like the, uh, the house of horrors match with him and uh, was it Orton, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we, when we went, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. But again, it was just sort of a horror movie. It was a horror movie fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, if you could somehow, you know, now with Vince gone, if, if Triple H says, okay, how do we do this? I, I'm, I'd definitely be into it. I would definitely be into it. Because I think, Bray, it's funny because just earlier uh, during our pre show, I mentioned, you know, I like wrestlers who are sort of in the now. Mm-hmm. And he's always tried to find a way to remain in the now. It's just like, sort of like Jericho. Other guys who are just really into reinvention, mm-hmm. those guys never get stale. And I get, I just want to see Bray Wyatt do something new. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd love to be, I'd love for it to be in the world of pro wrestling, but I'm going to check out whatever that film is he was yeah. working on. Anyways. Yeah. That could potentially be pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this. It might be news. It might be non-news. It might fall somewhere in between. Yeah, this is crazy. This could be huge or it could be absolutely I mean, in terms of the larger television entertainment landscape, yeah, this could be exceptionally huge. Mm -hmm. How it affects wrestling, who knows yet. So in a write-up about uh, the mess that is Warner Brothers Discovery at this moment. Oh, boy. Apparently, it's a massive mess. Uh, A Hollywood reporter states that there is a possibility that AEW's broadcast partner, Warner Brothers Discovery, could potentially merge with one of WWE's broadcasters, NBC Universal. This is what Hollywood Reporter had to say. Quote, given the company's daunting challenges become accepted wisdom at the highest levels of the industry that another deal waits in the wings for Warner Brothers Discovery. For reasons related to the complicated structure of that merger, no negotiations could happen until April 2024. So that's another, what, 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. But at that point, many industry observers believe that Comcast Brian Roberts will make a long-awaited move looking to combine NBC Universal and Warner Brothers Discovery. That deal would face some interesting antitrust issues, but would give his company scale and a viable streaming service. Obviously, Peacock sucks, says one exec <laughs> with knowledge of both companies. Uh, there are some good synergies. I'm sure Roberts is licking his chops because the Warner Brothers Discovery stock is so low. And I think that's uh, Zasloff's endgame. I believe he's the the, the mm-hmm. chief executive over at uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, get the place sold. Yeah, he came in just to just to cut costs and evidently get that place sold. That's nuts. Like, you do that huge merger between yeah. Warner's and Billion, Discovery. Worth and, billions of dollars, yeah, just to sell it. I know. Yeah. So, like, I, I did, <laughs> did, like, a modicum of research today. NBC Universal's market cap is about 150 bills. Disney's, for context, is about 200 bills. Uh, Warner Brothers is 30 bill. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, um, their their stock has tanked. It's it's gone down like 50 percent over the Ooh. past year. NBC's Universal's hasn't done great either over the past year either. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, I know, like, I guess so. Warner Brothers Discovery, their main streaming service, obviously, is HBO Max, mm-hmm. which I think they're probably going to rebrand at some point. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but maybe they'd hold off on that and they'd congr- combine HBO Max and Peacock. I guess would be the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I don't know what would be after that. Like, is Paramount Plus going to merge with? freaking i don't know something else like i get the feeling that we're number one if this is allowed by the ftc like and, and that there are no antitrust issues that they can sort of ascertain here then at some point you'd think the ftc would have to stop these mergers from just eventually becoming well, like two or have one Disney and then nbc universal warner discovery like you'll have two giant media conglomerates and that's it yeah, I mean, you got, like, Fox and Sony out there, I think. Yeah. But I don't even know how big, like, I mean, it, it seems like one of these, like, Disney would, like, try to swallow Sony, and then NBC, Universal, Warner Brothers, Discovery would try to swallow Fox or something. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they got to step in and say, look, y'all, we need competition in the marketplace, and that ain't going to accomplish it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, assuming all that stuff, assuming this does happen, because apparently Warner Brothers is just like, sort of like worth barely more than going in wrong. Yeah, then it's interesting <laughs> where you have AEW's broadcast partner being yeah. or merging with WWE's, and then you got to, you know, wonder how. You'd think that NBC Universal would be kind of like the dominant force if these two companies were to merge because they got the larger market cap they might very well just buy out um uh, effectively warner brothers yeah right take controlling interest in it you know although there's always the weird situation where it's like yeah warner brothers is acquiring nbc universal it's oh like, yeah, yeah how yeah. does that you know every sometimes there's like weird there's shit a, like that but a I, smaller company that acquires a large one yeah, i yeah, think yeah. you're probably right in this situation so, so yeah. given wb's ongoing and long relationship with NBC Universal, of course, of course they uh, own USA Network. Um, assuming WWE remains, or at least Raw remains on USA Network when their next TV deal is up, which will be in 2024, if memory serves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it going to be a situation where, you know, due to loyalty to broadcast partner, they'll say, all right, AEW, out of here. I mean, they're up to start negotiating a new TV deal. AEW is in the near future because mm-hmm, um, yeah. their deal's up in 2024, I think, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you can't, as it, for AEW, go into any sort of TV negotiations with the idea of, like, well, there's a chance this could happen. Yeah, right. I guess right. you have to go in there just trying to get as much money as you can out of this deal. And yeah. then if something happens down the line, well, maybe there's a buyout clause or at least you, you, you get some or put that in there. You know, yeah. if this deal is terminated early by... Warner Brothers Discovery, then there's a, a, a buyout associated with it. I don't know. Um, it's kind of t- too soon to tell, given all the moving pieces. Not to mention the regulatory aspect of it. If the government's even going to allow such a gigantic right. merger, yeah, that's a huge hurdle to get past. Huge. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, again, even, even the idea, even that idea that we're talking about, where it's like, okay, you've got competing companies with similar product and they're on separate services they're on separate channels separate under, under separate the same entities. corporate unve- umbrella hypothetically though yeah but yeah i know but like would that 
like would the elimination of that option be one reason why an antitrust situation would evolve here it's like well now you're eliminating you know places for content creators who are in competition to go because you're just under mm-hmm. the same umbrella and now once somebody's going to be frozen out I have no fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know half the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, um, because this, this shit's so it, it's it's so big. But it is the kind of thing that there's going to be concerns about going forward. When if if these entertainment conglomerates continue to merge like this, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't know what the answer would be. I mean, uh, I, I have no idea. It's like it's not like NBC Universal owns WWE, no. you know, and even WWE has found themselves in a tight spot at some times because they've got their, their singular product on two different channels, mm-hmm. two different networks. And it's a narrative show basically mm-hmm. um, that they have to, you know, try to get good ratings for. It's not just like it's football where people just go out there and sort of sells itself. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I was kind of shocked when I saw this this morning. Uh, because it's it's such a it's such a weird thing, but I guess I guess I don't know. Warner Brothers Discovery is just in a fucking bad spot right now, and they're just you know they scrapped that Batgirl movie just for tax incentives, which is kind of nuts. Like That's they brought crazy. back Michael Keaton as like oh my god, they're bringing back Batman eighty nine. Yeah, and then like the movie he's gonna be in, they just fucking scrap. That's <laughs> like what the fuck? It was like it was all shot too, wasn't it? It was it was yeah, except for the VFX, yeah, the 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 special effects, like a lot of the special effects weren't done. It was wrapped. They wrapped that shit. All they had to do was like a bunch of posts. And then like the directors one day found themselves frozen out of the uh, the server. That's crazy. And they're like, "What's going on right now?" Oh yeah, we're freezing production on this movie. We're probably going to scrap it. Fucking what? That's wild. And then I heard they they held what was referred to as a funeral screening for it on the lot. It's just so people that worked on it can watch it. What was there of it? You know, a bunch of dudes in green green screen suits running wow. around. <laughs> Die Hard Homer here says uh, Warner only had enough money to release two movies this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? I know. Were they in that bad uh, uh, financial straits before the merger or no? I think yeah, I think that they was were the like idea. they were like heavily in debt and stuff, right? Yeah, they they had a massive amount of debt. Just a ton of debt. Wow. Yeah. No, it's 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 bad news, man. That's bad news. Wow. And and I don't. I, there's no. I I don't know, man. I don't know if there's any upside to this kind of shit going down. You know, it's like get your shit figured out. It's gonna get worse and worse. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Uh, let's talk impact. Uh, another quality episode of, of of wrestling from the impact zone. Um. Victory Road, which of course is is kind of like kickoff show to Bound for Glory, really starting to take shape. Um, and uh, we got what three or four new matches added for Victory Road. Mm-hmm. We got Mike Bailey versus Ring of Honor's Delirious, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey James versus Giselle Shaw. Mm-hmm. We got a six man tag match, uh, uh, OGK and Ed Edwards taking on Josh Alexander, Heath, and Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. That's just three that come to mind offhand. If I scroll through here, uh, we'll see if there's. An, I'm guessing Killer Kelly versus Tasha Steeles is probably going to happen at Victory Road as well. Yeah, or maybe Bound for Glory. I mean, that seems like a Bound for Glory match. Yeah, because that's like a big feud they're building up, and they're not doing any big feuds at Victory Road. It's all this is the most it's, road too. It's shit, build up. Yeah. It's build up show for Bound for Glory. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a, a, a debut in Impact. Local hero. That's an old gimmick, I know, but Joe Hendry. 
I guess it would be a re- I think he did some impact stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a return. But Re-debut. yeah. This was awesome. This was <laughs> I did not because ex- it was like a joke. It was like a joke about the backstage. Yeah, uh, biting and chair throwing out. Yeah, stuff. chair throwing and someone having bite marks. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Joe Henry busts in and starts singing a song, which I love. I've always loved that stuff. He's mm-hmm. crazy talented. <laughs> I was like, I I just had the biggest smile on my face when that fool bust through the door. That was great stuff. Um, I loved. I love. We talked about this last week. But violence by design, they're sort of... I love that number one... Oh, Kayfabe's Mayfabe. Thank you so much Thank for the you. gifted subs. I love that violence by design has to replace Joe Doring with like 20 guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with a whole mm-hmm. army of people. And this, pro, this video package this week, we said this last week, it was really well done, the first one. Yeah, this one was fucking cool, man. Yeah, I thought really this cool. was so well done with Eric Young saying, "What's my name?" and the guy being like confused. Uh, Eric Young, and he go pat right. Yeah, next Dina guy, what's my him, name? Uh, the and designer. The designer. I'm the designer. And then he asks another guy, "What's your name?" Guy Justin. Gives him, Justin. <laughs> and then Diener bites his face off, and he's like, "No, what's your name?" And another guy says, "Uh, violence." I was like, holy shit, that's a cool fucking idea. That, that is, is just pretty, awesome. It is, you know. Um, so I thought that was really, rec- again, every single week, Impact finds a way to get the most out of the limited resources mm-hmm. they probably have over there on uh, on Access TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a, a pretty killer main event. Uh, first time ever, Good Brothers versus the Motor City Machine Guns. And uh, it does seem like. The Good Brothers were more than happy to do the job here. Oh, I yeah. think they're probably on their way out. But Gallows yeah. looked like he was having a blast in there because I think their time is is probably coming to an end. Yeah, impact. this might be their last. Uh, this might have been the last round of TV tapings. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They they seemingly have no no well, no issues doing the honors on their way out either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Taking that L to Motor City Machine Guns. Let's get into it. Show opened with uh, Mascara Dorada taking on uh, Probable. Uh, for the Friendo Awards, Wrestler of the Year nominee, Speedball Mike Bailey. Absolutely. Uh, later on, when he's talking to Scott Demore, uh, we find out this is his eighth, his eighth title defense. He won yeah. this belt like was was the last pay per view. <laughs> like he has God, not had that. that. It? Yeah, the last. Uh, yeah, I think he got a slam anniversary. He has not yeah. had this. He defends this title every week. Every single week, every always, week, yeah. On the off the uh, on the off chance that there is there's like a week that goes by where he doesn't defend it, it's like impact is noticeably not as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he is every match has been awesome, mm-hmm. and this one no different. Fantastic bout between uh, Mascara Dorada, Mike Bailey. Bailey gets the win here, hits the uh, his spin kick Ultimo weapon, and then uh, uh, Kenny King runs to the ring, attacks. Mascara Dorada and Mike Bailey from behind sends Dorada out of the ring, hits Bailey with the Royal Flush, and then Kenny King leaves when uh, Dorada gets back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we sort of talked about this a second ago, but we'll get into more detail here. Violence by Design. Uh, Eric Young has all of his dudes there in their yellow hoodies. Him and Dean are coming out of the house, and they're all just waiting there. And he's like, you step forward. And dude, he said, take your hoodie down. So the guy does. Asks what his name is, what Eric Young's name is. And he says, Eric Young. And Diener goes and bites his face off. So Eric Young tells someone else to step forward. Asks him what his name is. And he says, uh, the designer. He's like, that's right. I'm the designer. You're all here to witness the revival of violence. And then he says, you, step forward. Big fella steps up. He's like, what's your name? 
uh, Justin? He's in the Diener goes, grind. Yeah, that's what he eats the guy's off. face. Yeah. Yeah. And then Eric Young, he's like, you, step forward. What's your name? <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't know, I'm violence. And he says, very good. That's correct. And then he goes person by person. They all say, violence, violence, violence. It was yeah. fucking badass. It was pretty cool. Was <laughs> I don't want to cool. join that group, but that was really cool to see. It is. It is. Now I want to see how that's implemented, like in a wrestling capacity. Yeah. Like yeah, is yeah. is our Diener so and Eric. All Young. those dudes are eating pins. <laughs> oh, I'm just wondering if like they're gonna come to the ring with 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 twenty people in yellow hoodies. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that'd be quite a every, sight. Every match is a uh, it's a lumberjack match. Yeah. All these guys have manager cards, credentials, there you go. lumberjack matches. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're all lumberjack matches. Uh, backstage, Mike Bailey's uh, recuperating from his bout. Scott Demore walks up, says, "Hey, are you all right?" And Bailey says, "Yeah, all things considered, I'm doing fine." Um, and Scott Demore says, "You know, you've really been stealing the show lately, and I got a challenger challenger for you, Vic Victory Road, Delirious, as we mentioned earlier." Wants a shot at the X Division title, but I also got something else I want to talk to you about. And Bailey thinks he's in trouble. He's like, "What uh, do I do? Am uh, I in trouble? Did I do something wrong?" Yeah. And Scott Demore says, "No, but you've actually done too much right. Oh, a lot no. of people want a shot at your title, so I'm bringing back the Triple Threat Revolver match. And some of the names uh, he mentioned for it are Trey Miguel, uh, Taurus, Mia Yim, Kazarian." Uh, Alex Zane. Alex Zane, yeah. Uh, Yuya, I believe. Yuya Murray, yeah. I might have uh, forgotten the name or two. Tor- it was Tor- uh, Taurus and uh, another dude who's... Oh, uh, uh, Laredo Kid. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. And so they're going to have that match at Victory Road, and whoever wins that gets a title shot at Bound for Glory against Speedball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, we had Crazy Steve and Taurus. Versus Macklin and Moose, two guys who claim they're not in league with each other, but clearly they're just teaming up all the time. But yeah. that seemed to fall apart here. Of course, they get the win. Um, <clears throat> oh, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, they don't. They take no, the L. No, yeah, no. Yeah, they take the L here. Uh, so Taurus uh, pushes Macklin and a Moose and then rolls up Macklin for the win. So these guys are all over the map. So Sammy Callahan shows up on the balcony, does the God's work here by firmly splitting them up. And he says, you know, I'd love to see Moose and Macklin beat the hell out of each other. He says, but I call bull crap on claims that you're not working together. They sound too much like Eric, but like the designer. Yeah, it sounds all like the designer there, yeah. And then, you know, I know that Sammy Callahan now is a a B-movie aficionado, cult film enthusiast, Mm -hmm. but he used to be a hacker. Apparently still is. And so he used some some of that programming skills to hack into Moose's FaceTime call where he's talking to uh, his lawyer. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, is the deal I got with Macklin binding? And uh, and uh, and the dude, the lawyer's like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, legally speaking. Uh, uh, wait, he says, like, did you sign anything or is it just yeah. like a verbal contract? And, and essentially, Moose is like, I just want to make sure that I could – uh, 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 turn on him without any legal repercussions. He says, he says "I'm going to screw Macklin before he, yeah, before without any legal repercussions before he can screw me." And so it comes back to like the arena. And Macklin's like, "Oh, that means nothing. There's a deal here. Nothing's going to stop me and Moose from tearing you apart." And Sammy says, "Oh yeah, thumbs down. I came prepared." He's got another video where Macklin is on security footage, mm-hmm. saying he's going to put a bullet in Moose's head before Moose can stab him in the back. I hope he means metaphorically. 
And so Sammy Callahan gets the win here with his hacking ability. And Macklin and Moose start trading punches. Because Moose is like, I just said I was going to screw you over. You said you're going to put a bullet in my head. And so they start brawling. Uh, they go down to the floor. Sammy joins in, throws Macklin to the ring, gets his barbed wire bat from under the ring. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hits Macklin in the gut with it, takes another swing. Macklin gets out of there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking mess right there. You think that Callahan has the upper hand? You think I don't know, man. They introduced Macklin to this equation. Maybe Macklin's going to go back on a hot run, man. I believe in this Moose-Callahan feud, they've each won a match. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't the go-home. We'll see what happens next week. You got one more impact before the go-home. And then it's the very next night, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a watch-along to that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeah, no, no, we're not doing a SmackDown watch-along tonight. No. Uh, I got things that I want to do instead. Um, next, we got Rosemary, Taya, and Jessica backstage. And Rosemary saying, last week things went down pretty much as I thought they would. Jessica caused a distraction, and that led to Taya taking the loss. And Jessica says, no, Rosemary, you were the distraction. Uh, Taya would have won if Rosemary had distracted the ref. And she says, I asked Taya, and she said, and then Rosemary interrupts, says, oh, what did Taya say? And Taya says, well, you know, I, Rosemary, I think you have an issue with Jessica, and that's Eey. what's really causing this problem. Eey. She thinks, she says, I think Jessica is fun. I think she's sick. She's sick. And Rosemary says, well, Jessica needs to prove it. And Taya says, I have an idea. I love these three. They're so great. Yeah. They, they got great, great chemistry. chemistry. They really do. Yeah. Little fly buzzing Got that fly in there. Next match, Alicia versus uh, Killer Kelly. Uh, and Killer Kelly spends most of this match as she's dismantling Alicia, just staring at Tasha Steeles, really enjoying the fact that Tasha Steeles gets to watch her uh, uh, dismantle a human being. Uh, this is all great stuff. Uh, Killer Kelly ends up getting the killer clutch for the win here, and then Tasha tells Savannah to attack Kelly with a chair, and then Savannah puts a chair in the ring. Kelly steps on it, smashes Savannah's hand, and then Tasha tries to get in the ring. Kelly gets in her face. Tells Tasha, I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff right there. Yep. Uh, then we got the Joe Hendry video package. This was fantastic. Go out of your yeah. way to check this out. Especially yeah, if you like musical really numbers. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm looking forward to that shit, man. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, then we got Josh Alexander and Rich Swan taking on Taven and Bennett, OGK. Mm-hmm. So last week they showed a little picture and picture bit where Heath went up to Josh Alexander and says, hey, I'll be your partner. And Josh says, too bad for you. I already have a partner. Rich Swan. Yeah. Um, so Alexander's looking for the C4 spike on Taven. Edwards runs to the ring. Uh, Taven hits Josh Alexander with the kick. He's looking for climax. I guess that's his finish. Josh escapes that, puts on an ankle lock. So Maria gets on the apron to distract the ref. Edwards hits Josh Alexander with a kendo stick. And then he sees this and tries to be the equalizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits Taven with a wake-up call, but the ref sees it. It's like a plain view of the ref. Yeah, right. And so the ref DQs Alexander and Swan. Yeah. Yeah. Big dummy Heath. Like I you've done your part, Heath. Just you need to go you need to go find Rhino or something, do something else. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you've proven your point. Uh next we're back in Jordan Grace's locker room. She's looking at the mosh is gonna kill you stuff scrawled on the wall, and then Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice enter with a huge pizza. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, I didn't order pizza, and Swinger says, no, I did. And she <laughs> says, well, what are you here for? And so Zicky hands her an envelope, 
And inside is a picture of Max the Impaler. Yeah. Who is going to be Jordan's opponent at Victory Road. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's the pick your poison thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Masha yeah. picked this for Jordan Grace. Yeah. And then eventually uh, Jordan sl- uh, slaps Zicky in the face with a giant slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and I think, doesn't she say she has, she's going to fight uh, Zicky Dice next week or something like that? Yeah, I think oh. she did. She said, she said, I'm going to kick your ass next week, Zicky. <laughs> and slapped him after she slapped him with the that's pizza. That's great. He looked pretty sad about that. That should be a lot of fun. That uh, should be. Yeah, after that, we had uh, Alexander and Swan backstage. Heath walks up, says, hey, man, my bad on the DQ. He says, but when Ed Edwards, yeah, I got involved, I had to do it. And then Scott Demore walks in and says, I don't know, more is too much, but you hitting that wake-up call on them will never get old to me. <laughs> He's just encouraging this He shit. has an obvious, 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 <laughs> obvious issue with I don't know more and is not shy about it. Super biased. Uh, he says, you guys were close to winning the tag titles, and then he makes the six-man mat- tag match at Victory Road, OGK and Edwards versus Heath Swan and Alexander. Which I'm sure Honor Namor will win. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, then we got Mickey James versus uh, Hyen. Uh This is, of course, Mickey James' last rodeo. She wins mm-hmm. this one. Last rodeo continues after she hits DDT. Then Giselle Shaw comes to the ring, and she says, well, Mickey, is this what you've really come to? The great Mickey James begging for matches, wrestling nobodies. But the only reason that you're wrestling nobodies is to delay the inevitable. Um, you want to hold on to your spotlight just a little bit longer. But I'm here to tell you that your time is up. And if you wonder if she's still, if you've still got it, then why not do Hardcore Country versus the Quintessential Diva at Victory Road? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had another Vincent PCO video package. Wait, just can you just do the PCO thing here? It was just that. <laughs> it was just a close up of that, and Vincent's talking about carnival people or something. I don't know. Uh, after that, we oh, he's Brian. talking about attractions and and stuff like that, like carnival attractions. Is what he's talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, carnival people. That's what I'm talking about. You know, the bearded lady. That's an attraction. She's an attraction. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite carnival person? Carnival attraction person, man. Oh, that's the that's the 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 strong man. Oh yeah, yeah. They always like got it. the the singlet with the one strap with the pants underneath of it. Uh, the handlebar mustache. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. Mine is the dude with no arms and no legs who can light a cigarette. Oh yeah, that guy. You can see that right now on YouTube. Uh, Brian Myers. This was really well done. They had like they had the cameraman get up on like a I don't know a platform or whatever like a thing yeah. above Brian Myers. So he's just he's standing on a ladder. The whole yeah. Time. Well, he starts climbing the ladder. Yeah. And uh, and and he gets closer and closer to the camera because that that digital media title, which honestly just needs a new name because it's a terrible name, but it's like they actually treat it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna have a ladder match for that. Is that at Victory Road? Yes. No, that's next week. Sorry, next week. Oh, that's next week. I like that. Like they're putting the good matches on TV, and like the throwaway matches are at Victory Road. <laughs> Like, like, come on, man! Motor City Machine Guns and Good Brothers—that—that's not a Victory Road. They just put that on. Well, but maybe, maybe the Good Brothers aren't even going to be a Victory Road. That's true. Because I feel like all, even the Impact Plus shows now they're doing live rather than tape. So yeah, somebody here in chat mentioned maybe the Good Brothers are the ones going to WWE. Names that haven't been discussed before. Oh, Where do you think they would fit in? Here, here's a tangent for you. Where would the Good Brothers fit in? They're not doing anything with AJ Styles right now. No, they're not. Put them, put them with AJ. Could do that. Have them feud with feud Judgment with Day. Judgment Day, yeah. There you go. That could that be could something. Be, that could be fucking cool, man. 
Uh, then main event, Motor City Machine Guns. Whoopa. Versus Good Brothers. Carl uh, Anderson. What does Carl Anderson do, Steve? Uh, eating them pins like I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. Carl Anderson ate this pin after uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Hit a neck breaker top rope splash combo. Skull and Bones, I believe, is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Chris Saban covers them to get the win. And then they have this real show of good sportsmanship afterwards. Oh, man, yeah. They go for – they're looking for Motor City Machine Gun dudes. They're looking for handshakes. And instead, the Good Brothers throw up the too sweet. And they all just start hugging and laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, our time here Impact has been nice. We've been paid well. It's been a big big vacation. We tape two days a a month. But time to go back to to New York. Uh, Harv here is asking, isn't Anderson still never champion? I believe so. And I uh, thought I read yeah. that they have commitments with New Japan. Through oh, through Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom, huh? Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, well, all right. Well, maybe we'll maybe maybe uh, uh, Paul mm-hmm. could work out some deal where it's like, okay, you guys could fulfill your commitments with New Japan, but come on over here. Could you fucking imagine... If Carl Anderson shows up in WWE with the Never title, that'd be pretty wild, man. Oh my God. Be like that time Dan Severn showed up with like all those different titles. With like titles. five different titles, I know. Yeah. It's the NWA oh title, two of his UFC titles, and something else. That'd be fucking Maybe nuts. Maybe it was three UFC titles. I don't remember exactly. That was a lot. It's a lot of belts. Pride title. Wouldn't they have like a pride title, too? I don't remember. Was Pride a thing back then? Uh, we got a SmackDown tonight. I know that. We won't be watching it live with everybody. We'll watch it on our own time. But yeah, right. Doesn't mean the show's not happening. Yeah. Uh, first segment here: Logan Paul brings his media megastar energy to SmackDown. Sounds it was like pretty. That. It was. It was something else that uh, he got Roman Reigns on his podcast. That's awesome. That's a huge That's, get. Sounds like a Triple H. Look, he's a media megastar. Mm-hmm. You they know, love their alliteration over there at WWE. They do. It's. Uh, I wonder if they tried like influence. He's a. Something influencer. What's another one that starts with I? I got nothing. Incredible. I'm kind of stumped right there. He's an incredible influencer. No, there that you sounds go. terrible. That sounds terrible, Paul. Sorry, heartbreak. <laughs> uh, there's also a fatal four-way match set to determine top contender for the tag titles. Maybe Braun Strowman won't get involved in this one. Oh, he will. <laughs> he, he's He's watching this show right now like... Oh, wait, there's another tag match. Hands! <laughs> They're going to get hands. I'm not finished with any of you. My name's the designer of hands. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.